Hey guys, this is Robin from Venues and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. Uh, what is up, guys? Welcome once again to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, this time along with the powerful voice and Robin Bauman. It's an honor, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining our IEF series today. Now, this is an exciting month, you know, coming up here for you, at least a few months coming up here for you, for the for you and the rest of the crew over at Venues with the release of your new studio album, Solace, drops August 27th on Rising Empire. Now, first things first, uh, I want to commend you guys on all the well-deserved reactions it's been getting so far, especially with those singles, Shifting Colors and Rite of Passage. Shout out to Kerrang UK and as they have labeled you guys as venues as the German metal with the mission and a message. They weren't wrong. Uh, there's plenty of amazing things to unravel about this upcoming album. But before we get to all that and beyond, uh, Robin, this is an important question I want to ask to start things off. How are you, man? I know you're in Germany. Uh, how's life out there? I know it's been pretty much over a year removed from the whole live concert experience. How are you, man? Uh, yeah, I'm very fine, actually. And first of all, thank you for the invitation. Very glad to be here. Uh, yeah, uh, right now I'm uh, talking to you from the south of Germany, close to Stuttgart. And yeah, today we have a pretty awesome day. I think it's 20 degrees and sunny. I just had an ice cream. <laughs> That's and, good. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty similar to the States when it comes to the whole COVID stuff. Um, right. Yeah, I think we played our last show in, well, what was it, January? Oh, just a couple months ago. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, no. I thought I said January. Year. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think if it comes to, to all the live business and everything, it's pretty much the same like in your in the states yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, uh i mean things are starting to open up here in texas but who knows what oh. summer is going to look like there's always that uncertainty going forward um I'm, I'm i'm scheduled to get my vaccine sometime in the next couple of weeks so hopefully things mm. do start uh, going up you know on on the positive side of things going forward but you know yeah. uh, robin you talked about you know you're in germany but i also what i want to do robin i, I kind of want to wind the clock back here you know several years back to maybe even 2015 because for listeners and fans who may not know, you guys technically got your start by the name Breakdown Your Venue. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you could just briefly talk about, you know, that moment in your life that led to the forming of the official venues into what you guys are today. I mean, does it feel like everything also went by in a blink at the same time? Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, um, the history of venues or back then, back, Breakdown Your Venue is uh, yeah. kind of crazy because... There was never like a real start, like bam, now the band exists. Because um, when I joined the band, this was in 2014, and I moved to Stuttgart to um, yeah, finish my studying there. And um, I was looking for a band, and then I joined the, yeah, the, the guys of Breakdown of Venue were doing an audition right then for a new shouter. And um, yeah, I, f I found them on the internet somehow and went there to the rehearsal room and uh, yeah, jammed a little bit with them. And this was the start of, uh, yeah, when I when I joined the band and the whole project. And this was Jan January 2014. Yeah. Okay. And, um, oh man, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff <laughs> has happened since then because, um, yeah, we had, we were like a total different lineup in the band back then. 
um, yeah. What, yeah, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm t- I'm I'm recalling like you have to go through like a time machine with these different events that are going on through your head. It's it's hard to keep track of it because it's almost feels like the last year went by faster mm-hmm. than most, and then all of a sudden it's like six years since was it seven years actually 2014 to 2021. I mean. That's true. I mean, sometimes Facebook or Instagram, they give me these reminders, <laughs> what happened like five years ago. And I'm like, what? Yeah. This happened five years ago? How is this possible? Yeah. And, but, um, and a lot of things have happened in between, you know, and we're talking about life as of late, you know, and many of us have also been away from the stage a lot, you know, fans and musicians alike. But, you know, Robin, uh, I do want to ask, how are you keeping up your vocals these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? Is anything changed for you routine wise lately if at all i mean yeah we got a new album coming up but how challenging is it for you as a vocalist if it is challenging um yeah i would say it is a challenge definitely but um we started doing rehearsals again like i think five months ago or something because usually in germany you are not allowed as a band to play together and stuff right now in the times but um as we are like a lot of bands are a company, then you have like special rights and you are able to, to meet and yeah, to, to play together. And um, so, yeah, basically we're doing a band rehearsal uh, once a week. Yeah. Like three hours or something. And this is always good, especially for the vocals. But um, I also do a lot of home practicing, like, yeah, while working on the office, I'm having home office right now. So sometimes I just training vocals there while working i wonder if you if do you live in a place where you can just crank it up as much as you want and sing without the neighbors yelling (laughs) yeah i mean i just do it i haven't heard anything yet so okay so far (laughs) yeah and and you know you talked about you've been at this since 2014 but you know i wanted to also ask you know how was the you know the touring life and the live music experience for you personally because you've done some touring you know as a fan and as an artist and now we've all just kind of been forced to take an unexpected step back. And does it, you know, make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Because you could point out something like simple, like food or culture, you know, or just the fans, you know, so many things to pick apart about what makes touring amazing, mm. you know, like what was your biggest takeaway from that? Yeah, this is uh, especially pretty hard for me because um, the main reason why I always wanted to be, be in the band and everything was um, because I wanted to play live. Mm. and be part of all these shows and these life experiences you know and um hmm, i think the what i really miss about this whole touring stuff is that um you know basically if we if we start a tour or just playing shows or festivals we all drive to our rehearsal room in stuttgart and we meet there and all of the guys and our girl yeah just throwing their stuff into our band van (laughs) and then we're all yeah, sitting in the in the van and then it's like yeah let's go let's have an adventure we don't know where we are driving to never been to this city maybe and just uh drive there have a good time meet new people um have a crazy night maybe have a party meet a lot of new fans maybe and um yeah this is this kind of like adventure this is what i really miss because it's yeah. like yeah it always brings you out of this of your usual day, you know? Yeah. The like, little things start to really tap into your memory as, as, as more you, as you start recalling that those times in your life where you had, were actually touring and going to shows. I mean, I don't know about you. I was at a show every week before this whole uh, lockdown started. I think it's been, it has been over a year since I've been to a show and I can't believe I've been, I'm even disgusting, uh, discussing like something like that 
with someone like you because we've both been in the same boat and you know everyone especially who loves this music because what makes metal metal is what is it it's the, it's the live experience right and and uh that energy that is in this genre that it's really it's unmatched from any other genre that's out there now having said all that you know you've been seeing this for the last year we've all been seeing this for the last year is live streaming you know a lot of the bands what they've been doing they're taking what they're on the stage uh, what they're doing on stage and doing it on the screen like we're doing right now obviously these interviews would be in person but you know we've had bands on interview under fire like a lot of bands on here uh, a, a popular one that we've had is like August Burns Red did one, you know, Lamb of God did one. Uh, and there's still more coming up here in the near future. But with the amount of touring you did, Robin, with the fans you've met, with the musicians you've collaborated with, the venues, pun intended, you played at, uh, you know, do you think that the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming we're seeing right now from pretty much everyone, a lot of these artists these days, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward, like through your perspective? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this even after all this is over? Mm, good question. To be honest, I think that um, that this whole live stream show and festival stuff will be over in the moment where everyone can play shows again. Because I think it's right now it's a kind of okay alternative for live yeah. shows. But um, to be honest, I mean, we as a band, we get so many requests from like a lot of random festivals and stuff i've never heard of and like everyone is doing an online streaming festival like the slay at home yeah yeah there's that one so many stuff and so many festivals and um it's not really cool because i mean of course i understand them but they don't have much money to offer to the bands if they do it and on the band side you have a lot of work you have to uh take care of the whole setup um like yeah i mean a lot of bands don't even have like a solid rehearsal room where you can set up such a live performance. Yeah, you're just playing this. in your playing in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, I mean it's okay. Especially when when the whole COVID stuff started. It was like a, a cool alternative. But it yeah it for me personally it got boring pretty fast because I saw so many of these live shows and it's all like yeah man what can I do? I sit at home and I watch it. It's cool. I see the band play live, but the whole energy and this direct connection between the fans and the music musicians is just missing. And I think this is a pretty important part, which um, yeah makes the live scene in this whole genre so so cool and special. Yeah, like what I just talked about, the energy that uh, you guys bring can when you uh, are up on stage now. Yeah, there's that freedom to mosh in your own room, right? There's, that's always fun. But what, what happens after that? Like you, uh, there's always that, I believe there's always that creative barrier that a band can run into no matter who you are. I don't care who you are. There's, there's always going to be that barrier. Like you have the live streaming and then how much more creative can you get? Because there's, who knows what's going to happen. But there's no wrong answer to what you just said, Robin, because I've had so many guests who said, yeah, I would still love to do live streaming. It, it still gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And other artists would say something like, yeah, I'm not doing anything in a, until all this is over. But we're like I said, we're over a year after this pandemic. Like now, OK, we got to do something. Let's let's you're itching to get back out there. Mm. But um, but yeah, you, you put it perfectly. Now, I know we covered everything from head to toe. Let's talk about Solace comes out August 27th on the Rising Empire. Now, here's the thing. You know, it's hard to believe that this is four months away. But but at the same time. Four months ago was Christmas. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, time flies. That, that's one way to look at it. Now, 
this is the follow-up to 2018's Aspire. And here's the thing, it's quite the follow-up because since then, you know, you guys have also went through a lineup change with, you know, bringing in vocalists like Layla and guitarist Valentin. Uh, talk about them for a second, Robin. And I guess, you know, what new elements do those two individuals bring or perhaps brought back into mm. venues that the lineup may not have had before? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, if you listen to Aspire, I think you can hear a lot of really poppy elements like uh yeah very i would say like yeah maybe commercial choruses almost yeah yeah more like this and um with solace and especially because of uh maybe valentine and also lila we got way harder but this is also a decision that the whole band wanted because we all decided that we want to to get more like yeah a little bit more heavy a little bit more metal instead of those poppy things and um especially um our new guitarist valentin he's like pretty much into all these chanty and very progressive bands and he tries to edit here and there where you sometimes can hear like some crazy guitar parts um yeah but i think it's it was a very healthy addition to our music to stay a little bit uh, yeah, maybe more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, no, go ahead. I was I was going to add something, but I'm going to let you finish okay. up here first. Uh, yeah. And with Leila, uh, I think personally, it's a, a extreme big thing for us to have her. And I'm absolutely happy with her, not just uh, music-wise, because she's like a super great singer and she's like so, so good life. And I'm always like, wow she really hits it like every time without problems and she's so always on track with everything um but also when it comes to yeah like she as a person is just cool and uh fits perfectly in the whole band like we can i think i mean at this point right now i would say that we can go on a world tour for like one year straight and i would still have a good time with these guys right now because we are just working together so good and it fits just perfectly. So I'm very happy with the situation right now. Let's make sure that's in the plans with that world tour, man. Now, 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 now correct me if I'm wrong. I've read somewhere where uh, Layla was found at a Steel Panther show, like Valentine yeah. founder or something. Can you shed more light on that? Is that a true story? <laughs> how, you, how you guys yeah. recruited Layla into venues? Yeah, that's a true story. And it's pretty crazy because um, back then when we were um, making music with our old singer, um, our guitarist, Konstantin. He was on a Steel Panther show in Stuttgart. And um, back then, Leila had no band. And she has done an interview, I think, with the guitarist of Steel Panther. Okay. Or no, with, with the singer, I, I think. Yeah. And um, they chant a little bit. Like, they were, oh, yeah, cool. I know this song. I like this song. And then they chant a little bit with an acoustic guitar. And then... Um, uh, the band asked her if she would be open to come on stage with them later for one special song and um, sing the song with them. And she was like, yeah, cool, totally. And they played like a really big show here in Stuttgart. I think it was in an arena. And um, yeah, Konstantin, our guitar player, was in the crowd. And um, then when the song started, they called Lila on stage and she performed the song with the band and she sang pretty great actually and um yeah Constantine was noticing this and was like damn this girl can sing who is this <laughs> and um later when Lila walked through the crowd again 
after the song finished, uh, Konstantin asked her or told her that uh, he had recorded the whole thing with his smartphone and that they could share numbers so he can send the files over to her. And um, this was actually how the connection between our band and Leila started. And um, later then, when our old singer left us, we were all brainstorming and thinking about maybe potential singers who could join the band because we all wanted to definitely continue this project. And then Konstantin came up with, with the story and was like, guys, I know someone. <laughs> and yeah, and then he just uh, contacted Leila and sent over our first record and the new demos and everything. And yeah, I think Leila was like totally in from the first second and really wanted to join wow. the whole thing. And uh, yeah, it was like a crazy, crazy story that ended pretty well for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. I, I, I wonder if that footage would be like, uh, I would love to see that footage, actually. That, I mean, he can, I don't know if he videoed the whole thing or was it just audio? Uh, it was uh, with, with, a music, uh, with a video, yeah. But yeah. I, I have to check. <laughs> I, I've never seen it by myself, to be honest, because I only hear, heard the... Um, yeah, Lila started recording our songs then and yeah. uh, singing them in the car and sent them over. And I was like, wow, okay, sounds pretty cool. But I've never seen the, the Seal Panther show, to be honest. I have to ask Constantine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would love to see that. That'd be quite the story, like putting together how, how Layla joined the band. I mean, that's I'm just a fan out of millions out there. But yeah, now I put that bug in your brain. So let's see if we can get <laughs> if we can get that footage out there. Now, speaking of which, you know, now that Layla's in the band, uh, whipped, you know, solace. We talked about coming out in in a few months. You guys did put out two singles, uh, "Shifting Colors" and "Rite of Passage." N now this goes back to what Kerrang said: German metal with a mission and a message. Now these two songs, you know, the sound of contemporary metalcore. It's not an easy thing to accomplish because this vast world of metalcore can get saturated with so many bands trying to make a name for themselves. You know, but Robin, you know, you guys have something special here. You know, I, I mean, when I heard these songs you know, post-rock, post-hardcore, melodic death metal even. And you talked about the poppy elements in the last record. You guys still had that, but it reminded me of, you know, a band like Evanescence, which is a great thing. It's kind of just all over the place. And, coming, you know, for someone like me, you know, I really love that. You know, I wonder, you know, how difficult or easy was the thought process on choosing these two singles in particular? Like, how did you guys come together and decide, yeah, this and this, we know exactly how, you, how we want to present the record when it first comes out? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty tough question, to be honest, because um, for Aspire, it was pretty clear because we were like, okay, we all know that these are like the, the strongest songs and we really love them. These have to be the singles. But on, on Solace, we were all like, hmm, pretty hard question. <laughs> and actually, we uh, involved a lot of uh, people or partners. We worked together. Um, with them and uh, wanted to have their opinions on what they think are the strongest singles on this record. So we talked with our booker, booking agent, um, with our label, um, yeah, with close friends or other musicians or even like diehard fans and wanted to have all their opinions. And then we, oh uh, yeah, we took all these results together and then we, we checked what what was the, the most, uh, or, or which, which, which songs got the most, um, like impact, the most votes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, actually we ended up with rite of passage and shifting colors, like with the, as two of the, of very strong ones, which everyone loved. 
and um, we also thought this, that especially rite of passage would be a good first impression of where the, the journey journeys going right now with venues. But um, to be honest, personally, I really prefer our next two singles that will be released because they are a little bit more, yeah, I would say a little bit more post-hardcore, maybe a little bit more metalcore. Um, you already got me excited now. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's how we we decided this time, which we want to to put out. And another thing is that we we really wanted to release a lot of singles before the album comes up. So we will, all in all, we will release five singles before okay. the album drops. And um, yeah, so I think this time we are we are hopefully going the safe way here and show as much as we can before the album drops. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I do begin to wonder how much did things change from when you first started composing on this record, you know, you know, Solace to where you ended up finishing it? Was there already a specific sound you guys knew you wanted with Solace? Uh, not really, because we were a lot of in, in discussions about how we want to sound and what we really want to create in the end. Um, and also, uh, COVID also played a big role here because uh, at first we wanted to to hit the studio in April um, back last year. Yeah. And um, but we have to po- had to postpone it because of the whole uh, COVID stuff and the studio was closed and nothing was allowed back then. <clears throat> and then we said, all right, let's postpone it to summer. And um, I think this this was a pretty good decision because back then in April the the record wasn't really. 100% finished. It was already cool, but we were like, hmm. So it was really good for us that we had, we still had a few months to work on this and to to polish a few things that we wanted to change. But um, yeah, with venues, it's always like this because we are super bad at recording demos. We are, I think, the, the worst band on the planet. <laughs> and um, so we never really know how it's going to sound in the end, how a song will sound when everything is like mixed and mastered perfectly. Um, so it's always a big surprise <laughs> yeah. if we, when we first hear the final results. Yeah. Oh, hey, the the commonality is making the best of a situation. You guys definitely did that. Now, you talked about the polished sound. Now, I have to talk about the production because it sounded so dynamic. I heard everything, by the way, with, with these songs, like everything uh, as far as instrumentations, vocals, like everything in the background. I'm kind of an audiophile these days. Like I'm very picky on how I want to listen to my music and the way I want to listen to it, the older I get. Now... Please tell me if I'm butchering this name. It was recorded with producer Christoph. Uh, how do you say his last name? It's uh, Wizorek. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, I, you know, and he's also known for his work with uh, Anne is okay. Uh, yeah. You know, talk about him. You know, I'm sure there was a sense of comfortability in the studio for you guys, Robin, knowing that Christoph is working on solos with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, he already did our first record um, okay. on Aspire and we were like super happy with all his his ideas and his work and uh, the final masters were just like awesome and we were like wow and uh yeah i mean and it's okay it's also music wise not so far away from venues i'd say so he really knows what to do and how to make things sound cool and i'm working with him is just like super cool and easy and um yeah it was like a no-brainer for us to, yeah. to definitely work with him on the second one yeah because we were so happy with the first one yeah and, and also i want to transition into the album artwork now it, this is done by venera red photography is that correct 
Yeah. Right. Uh, um, and pun intended work of art. And that's exactly what I saw this in when this, the album artwork, as I'm looking at it, black and blue colors, you know, the two of my favorite colors actually. And uh, the, at least from a fan's perspective, from a viewer's perspective, looks like there's a man holding on to what seems like many emotions manifesting at the same time. I, I think that's what I'm seeing. Uh, if you're ever able to shed more light onto this, how did you know, I guess, how did you know that Venera Red was who you wanted to work on something like this? Uh, yeah, first of all, of course, I want to to let it also a little bit open for interpretation here. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, to work with Venera was also something we had in mind before we were start writing the songs because you already did the, the cover artwork for the first record. And we were actually working pretty close together with her because we didn't came to her with like a direct idea what we want to have. Um, well, we had this on the first one, we were pretty clear, but for the second one, we were like, we really want to include her in the whole process, like sending her all the, the songs, the current process of the songs and also the lyrics and our feelings, the vibes, like everything. So she was able to get a clear idea of um, what Solace really is, especially what Solace is for us. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we we gave her like no no real limits and just told her to to do whatever comes to her mind and what she feel thinks uh, feels right for this record and for the sound and for the message that lies behind uh, uh, in Solace. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, no, and then no. she came up. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there because as you're talking about, it, I'm just thinking about that just that illustration in my head because everything kind of just it was great. Like I loved just I couldn't stop. I'm gonna take my eyes off of that uh, the the cover art because I also began to think about you know between writing and structuring the songs and the production process like you talked about you know the the lyricism throughout Solace. I, I began to think if there was a reason why you guys chose those songs like another reason why you guys chose you know shifting colors and write a passage as singles before the release, if there was a theme to this album, because so far when I watched the music videos, I, I felt like I told a story as like detective Layla was trying to solve a case where you are murdered and, and bloody laying on the floor of this, you know, restaurant as you had these like intestines hanging out. I recently just saw Mortal Kombat and it, it kind of just, I'm kind of stuck in that realm right now. So it, that it, it kind of just lined up perfectly. I do wonder if, I don't know how much you can tell me, uh, I begin to think because you have the singles, future singles that are coming out. If there's a continuation to that story, and to what level do you like to have a theme for your music, Robin? And how important are themes to you? Is that more about helping you guys write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists they don't really care about themes. They just do ten songs in the studio, and that's it. <laughs> but I feel like you guys really, you know, honed in on on this like specific theme, and I, I just think it meshed perfectly, at least with the first two singles. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Um, by theme, you mean like the whole picture or? Yeah, I don't know how much you can tell me like if you guys do have a theme for this album in general. Ah, okay. Yeah, now I got it. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is that uh, the songs, the sound, um, the cover artwork, the lyrics, that all of that stuff really, yeah, fits pretty well together. And um, I mean, the of course, the like the, the big topic of this record also a solace because it was also a big personal solace for us writing this record and producing it during such frustrating times where you can't yeah. really do a lot as a musician. So um, 
this record is also way more personal than, than the first one um, because we put a lot of personal feelings and experiences in the songs. Um, but uh, I have to admit that the music videos have absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with anything. <laughs> we just wanted, and this is uh, something I really wanted to do since, uh, since I started seeing music videos from Don Broco. And just oh, wow. doing like, yeah, you know these guys? Yeah, I do actually. I'm oh, gonna have to look them back up now. Now that you even yeah. re referred to them, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, these are one of the rare bands where I really want to see the music videos because I'm so the music videos are like so crazy and interesting yeah. that I that I start forgetting about the the, the song that is playing. You know, I'm is just there one? Is there one stuff. that is there one that sticks out in your memory? Because I'm actually. I, I kind of want to look one up. What one specifically that you think about the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I think greatness is um, totally crazy, but everybody is also okay. great. This was one of the first ones. You're, I saw. you're, you're making this mental list in my head that I'm going to have to check out after <laughs> this interview. Um, yeah. Wow, Robin, that, that, that's pretty amazing. It really shows like the, um, the growth in your catalog as far as writing music and the way you want to display it. And I think, I think it's, great what you guys have done with the music videos how much can you tell me because i feel like i feel like i shouldn't be asking anymore as far as like if there will be a continuation of the story so far because i love it it's like it's very theatrical that's also another thing you guys also brought into solace cool yeah i can tell you that um the story definitely continues oh that's great <laughs> and um yeah there will be some crazy and funny stuff uh, happening in the next music videos <laughs> Would you also see as, you know, would you also see an album like Solace? Would it be safe to say that you see it as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? Totally. This is, um, yeah, if you listen to it, and especially now if I, if I give it a few spins, then I, uh, yeah, I mean, it really shows the, the whole situation where we are, where we were all in back in this time as a band. I mean, now, right now we are, like it feels like crawling out of a hole again now that we are starting to release singles and we shoot music videos you know all this is pretty cool but before this we were all like sitting at home and had nothing to do and we weren't able to see each other as a band you know this was like super strange and we only yeah. had like yeah like uh calls like this with a webcam but um a few of us had like big personal problems also when it comes to losing their jobs because of covid and um, I mean, yeah, a few of us working in the music industry and which were pretty hit pretty hard over here in Germany too. Yeah. So um, yeah, and we also had like personal stuff, um, endings of relationships and new beginnings. It was, yeah, the whole vibe of this record was something like, yeah, ending a chapter and starting a new one. Solace, is, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, you said it yourself working on this album gave you that solace, you know, away mm. from all that. I mean, I don't even want to say I mean, it's you can say negativity, but I think it just goes way beyond that. But yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And you, you nailed it perfectly. And, you know, like venues, <laughs> I keep going back to the word venues because that's the name, you know, the venues here in Dallas, they're starting to open back up. And uh, I do I do see something like, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives and your timeline that you've taken in, which we have discussed about, you know, whether it's starting off with breakdown of venue or the lineup changes or playing for as long as you have, 
and the people you have met and worked with during these three records, you know, you have the two records and then you have the EP mm. that you did. Yeah. And, you know, it still sounds like, you know, with the, you also did the handful amount of touring cycles, but it also sounds like you still have much left to put out there with venues, artistic vision and yours, Robin, you know, this is definitely something that you have a passion for. And I feel like you've experienced plenty already in your career and then some, you know, have your aspirations as a person or maybe even a musician, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Um, yeah, I would say so. Because um, back then when we started the whole thing, 2015, it felt like that um, it was more or less enough to just release a good song. And a lot of things happened automatically. But uh, it feels like that... Um, Nowadays, there are like a lot of really good bands, especially a lot of good newcomers also in Germany. And um, yeah, like the, the, the average quality of like all the songs and bands was for me, it feels like it raised a lot. And you have to be much more than just uh, a band who writes good songs. You have to have, you, you need to have cool music videos and having a strong social media uh, performance and all of that stuff you know check 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 you guys have yeah. all that <laughs> at least from my perspective you guys knocked that out of the park <laughs> yeah so um i think this definitely changed um my my view for a lot of things but um yeah i mean also i got older i grew as a musician and also my my personal taste changed a little bit so i would say yeah, definitely. And um, also when it comes to, to a lot of like the unsexy stuff in a band, like doing all that business stuff, you know, like doing deals and um, doing like the, what is it called in English? Um, like all the tax stuff. And yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff to do in Germany. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just, I think you're talking about the business aspect of things when it comes to making music, like contracts mm. and negotiations and mm. record labels and am i right is that yeah what, yeah yeah I, I think i think it's also uh something important to point out that it is easy to lose track of that the more successful you are i i think it's also important to kind of just exhale and just push everything back and kind of just look at it from the outside before you go back in like just remember why you do what you do you know yeah, what I'm totally. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and with this new record I, I feel like i feel like you guys have timed it perfectly august 27th who knows? I, I'm I'm praying and hoping things are way up on the upside in August, and then maybe in like late 2021, you know, and then early 2022, and you know, you guys can actually come up, come out here in the states and put solace on the stage, and uh, it'd be it would like you see what I'm saying? Like it's a it's nice to have things like that to look forward to, and I think that's important thing to think about. Totally. I mean, this is also the the light of the end of in the tunnel for us. Yeah just to finally hit the stage again and play all the songs uh, from Solace Life. <laughs> if you weren't a musician, what would you do be, uh, doing right now? Do you ever think about that sometimes? Uh, if I would be no musician? Yeah. Hmm. Good question. I think I would like work 24-7 and try to make a living and uh, survive this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's a good answer there's no like, like i said there's no correct answer or wrong answer to this it's it's always interesting to hear from a musician's perspective like what they would be like it, different experiences different interests kind of feed to their creativity 
of playing mm. music. Like I started off engineering, you know, but I come from a music family. I, it was meant to be that I would be here talking about the music. Like I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the music you put out. So much mm. appreciation to everything you've done now. Thank uh, Robin, much. no, thank you. Now I want to finish things off on a, on a really kind of a fun note. Usually I ask the artist, what are your like five favorite albums or something like that. But since you have that theatrical element with these uh, music videos, I do want to ask, do you have top five favorite movies you can think of at the top of your head? <laughs> oh, top five I, movies. I, I, I feel like you would though, considering just the way this, these last two music videos were presented and you have more coming up. So just saying. Mm. Yeah, well, I have to admit that I'm not really a big fan of horror movies, but uh, I love to, Same here, to shoot them. That's, that's <laughs> kind of funny. Same here. Cool. Uh, yeah, one or five, my all-time all time faves, I think they're definitely Fight Club. That's actually my top 10. Great choice. Wow. All right. Um, then definitely um, the whole Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. I think that counts as one, right? Does that count as one movie? Okay. Okay. That's two. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, let me think about what Putting else you on the spot have. here. Uh, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, I should have my, <laughs> my, uh, my video to, history I'm somewhere. Starting, I'm starting, starting to click around. <laughs> um, yeah. What else do we have? Uh, for me, it's a solid tie. Well, for me, it'd be Star Wars because I was first exposed to Star Wars. So that would be like... Mm. put that in my top five so okay yeah i was always like more fantasy nerd mm-hmm. instead of a sci-fi nerd so i would definitely also need to to add the hobbit here <laughs> oh wow that's a great list your list is it's kind of similar to mine actually i have sci-fi and then i have the fantasy stuff in there um yeah then maybe inception was also great one I have Interstellar in my top five. That's oh. perfect. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, maybe one for the ladies, uh, 500 Days of Summer. That's a great movie. That, <laughs> that, that made me my favorite uh, romantic comedy, Guilty Pleasure. No, not even a Guilty Pleasure. That's just a great movie altogether. And that I is. mean, just Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschamps. I mean, gosh, that's a great movie. Like everything you just... All that entire list kind of just per- pertains to. It. I had I had a horror movie in my top five. Uh, have you seen Twenty Eight Days Later, dude? Uh, I was thinking about to to give you this one <laughs> because this is my all time favorite horror movie. Because like the aesthetics are so great and the soundtrack and the whole story. Or Twenty Days Later? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're the only other person who even actually even admitted to that because really? Yeah. Nobody else ever even mentions that movie. I mean, to me, I think it's a coming of age zombie movie. Like zombie movies these days, it's I felt like they're very repetitive. They, it's very like The Walking Dead. Yeah, mm. sure, that's a good show. But to me, Twenty Days Later, that to me, it's actually still the most one of the most realistic pandemic films. Pandemic yeah. films or zombie films because everything just felt realistic. I mean, Killian Murphy, that entire intro where yeah. Uh, 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 where he's like walking around London yeah, and waking just... up on the hospital and everything's empty. It's like so yeah. well, so real. Yeah, I get goosebumps just talking about it. But man, we could go yeah. on forever about just the movie, <laughs> movie aspect. But uh, Robin, uh, I'll let you go here. I don't want to keep you for too long, man. This has been quite the honor. Hey, man, uh, let's stay in touch after this interview, man. I-, I hope we get to do this again in person with you and the crew. If you guys come back to Dallas, uh, stick around for 30 seconds after the interview. I actually want to tell you a right. really, really fun fact. But uh, do you have any last words, any shout outs, just anything you'd like to plug in as far as venues and solace before we finish things off here? I know you talked about new music videos coming out soon. I don't know if you have the dates for that, but 
just anyone, anything for the fans and listeners who are tuning in. Uh, yeah, first of all, um, thank you all for the strong support so far on the first two singles and all the pre-orders and stuff like this. Uh, thank you, Sunny, for your invitation. It was awesome to talk with you. Really nice interview. I feel like we were talking for like two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And uh, yeah, just uh, keep your eyes and ears open because more singles will drop soon from us and we will have some sweet music videos for them. That sounds like a, that sounds like a great plan. And everyone is listening. This is Robin from Venues. Solace comes out August 27th on a rising empire. And uh, he said it, you know, thanks. Thank you for all the support you guys have been giving this band. They deserve the recognition. And if you can purchase the record because the bands can't do it without your help. I know it's in simple process simple request but it really helps them i still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room like i even today i buy records i think it's just as important to buy the actual physical copy and don't forget you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there whatever you have check us out on interviewonfire.com robin man uh you stay safe there in germany uh have a great time with this release i'll keep an eye out for all the new music you guys have coming out and uh i'll see you next time buddy take care Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.